ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಕರಭಾವೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವೈ ದ ಸ್ಕೀಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ವಿಥಿನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಒನ್ ಫೈಂಡ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ರಿಯಲಿ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ and that's what i meant yesterday when we said when we talked about how that which cannot be altered is an altar of prayer is an altar of surrender in the hindu tradition so we are not looking at some far away god that has abandoned the universe having having made it repair to a pleasant place called heaven while all unpleasantness is being unleashed upon us on the earth no in in the very fabric of the universe the its cause inheres the cause inheres the effect just like the yarn is there in every part of the fabric you know in every part of the fabric is not without yarn so to the whole jagat you know is along with its cause without the cause the jagat would collapse because the jagat is mithya mithya doesn't mean false mithya means dependent upon the cause and and without the jagat the cause will not collapse the cause is consciousness invested with the power to to create immense limitless creative power and so the same consciousness when it is endowed with this power has a name ishvara isha vasyam idam sarvam yat kinja jagatyam jagat this whole jagat is pervaded by this ishvara just like the yarn pervades the fabric there is no place of the fabric that is devoid of the yarn it upholds the yarn it it upholds the fabric it into which the fabric resolves and which creates the fabric sustains the fabric so to the whole fabric of the jagat is bhagavan so that is you know that is that same consciousness endowed with the ability to you know create to take back to sustain and that same very consciousness endowed with a limited ability inhibited by the very adjunct or by the very upadhi which really doesn't have a translation that it occupies is something which is you know called jiva really speaking there is no difference you know 
it's like out of the same milk you have made yogurt and you have made some whatever cottage cheese same thing you know paneer same thing and so one is known as the cause and one is <laughs> one is called because that's all you know and the difference is mithya and the creative power is also mithya because the creative power is dependent upon that consciousness and the inhibition of that creative power the blocking of that creative power is also mithya this is important to understand to go further and then one finds oneself therefore you know even though swarupa wise nature wise there is no difference it's all consciousness all the way but yet one finds oneself in a scheme of things that one does not control that one cannot control this is what the whole thing is and and this you know starting with this body you cannot control it has its own idea it has its own you know uh, it has its own plan you want to get up and take a walk the body says no i'm going to sit and uh, eat cake because that's what i want to do and uh, you want to be athletic and run a marathon and you know like uh, usain bolt and uh, the body just wants to you know not do that doesn't cooperate so like this you know so many things are there over which one has no say that's why the infallibility bringing in this infallibility is very very important that which i cannot alter has the signature rather the presence of bhagavan this is what one has to see and then one comes back to the question of how how do i start intervening in this scheme of things how do i start intervening on my own behalf can i intervene on my own behalf do i have the agency to intervene on my own behalf and when this infallibility strikes <laughs> is there a way out of it is there a way at all out of it can i can i bypass this infallibility can i alter this infallibility to to be more benign to be more of a blessing source for me you know these are very important questions because the human being has you know agency and has a conscious agency in in the sense of being endowed with a free will the human being is endowed with a free will it's not a small thing it's a very big thing so endowed with the free will you know it's different than you know a dog a dog just does what it is programmed to do it has a small little free will here and there it may prefer one type of food it may prefer some people over others but more or less it is predictable <laughs> because it is programmed it is part of the it's a manifestation of bhagavan without any interference <laughs> whereas 
the jiva in the form of a human being is a manifestation of uh, bhagavan with a lot of static background noise <laughs> and why background noise because there is free will it's as though bhagavan poured everything into this human being you know to free enough to be conscious completely self conscious of oneself and others and free enough unfortunately to be judgmental about oneself and others therein lies this freedom so there is a free there is a free will so it's not like a tree a dog a cat they are predictable the tree does not say you know what is this always standing on the mountain top boring i'm going to take myself to the beach does not go and walk and you know root itself at the beach it behaves in accordance to the laws it gives flowers and fruits when it is supposed to and if it does if it blooms when it's not supposed to it's still part of the plan of this you know it's because of human interference and it's still in keeping with that so it does what it's supposed to when it is supposed to it behaves exactly how it is supposed to whereas in the jiva called the human being there is a lot of <laughs> interference and what is this interference you know it is uh, bhagavan's manifestation plus something else and plus interference in the form of agency or free will so agency all the jivas have but here there is a conscious agency it is a the human being makes a sankalpa an intentionality is there which is missing in the kick of the donkey <laughs> the donkey kicks <laughs> it will kick anybody it will not say this is a rich man standing behind me you know maybe he will take me home and keep me as a pet so i should not kick him this is a sadhu supposed to be a holy person i mean, i should not kick the sadhu i should not kick her no it will kick because it just felt like giving a nice kick and it belts out the kick it has freedom you know of action but it doesn't have freedom over action but the human being you know has the freedom not to kick and very often this freedom of agency this free will is expressed in the privilege of not acting rather than acting <laughs> because acting anybody can do because the, the acting is more of a reacting but what makes one a human being a refinement that is there in the in the in the sense of agency that is bestowed by bhagavan in this sense of agency bestowed by bhagavan there is a refinement because that freedom is more often than not expressed in in a restraint from acting rather than just reacting so this is a very beautiful thing and so this agency is very interesting because you know on the one hand there is free will one can do whatever one likes really <laughs> until it rubs against another manifestation yeah so one can do whatever one likes until the other person complains you are standing on my toes <laughs> get off no i i i like to stand on your toes 
well i don't like it so get off you know so therefore this agency seems to be free on the one hand and it's got a certain expression it is best expressed in is many times in not acting rather than acting and number 3 the agency is is articulated the free will or the agency of the human being is articulated in in a scheme of things which are, which is already a preset it's a preset scheme of things the rules are there sometimes we know sometimes we don't know the rule is a manifestation of bhagavan everything is bhagavan the agency is also bhagavan and the agency is under this umbrella of the laws of bhagavan which is bhagavan and so one finds oneself in the scheme of things which is the topic of the third chapter the the very scheme of things within which one finds oneself sometimes happy to be in the scheme of things sometimes chafing against the the scheme of things chafing at the bit to get out of the scheme of things <laughs> questioning the scheme of things so what is this thing called the scheme of things <laughs> you know if we just look at the bhagavad gita it gives a very simple it gives a very very simple fact that it is which is difficult to miss but gets missed nonetheless so the scheme of things is simply understood as the limits of this agency so what are the limits of this agency karmani eva adhikarah te ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phala hetur bhuhu this is the advice given by lord krishna to arjuna this you know sets the parameters of what i am calling the scheme of things the laws under which this agency is uh, you know blossoming articulating itself so the rules of engagement for this agency are very very clearly you know understood clearly you know detailed clearly delineated but for that reason sometimes the obvious is missed and so here the scheme of things is you know very very clearly articulated karmani eva adhikarah te your you know adhikara adhikara here means your right you have a say your power lies you know in your agency as far as actions go you have full freedom you can act you need not act you know somebody is doing something you can do it differently that's why we have a cuisine for every area of india how many ways to make dal <laughs> you go to east india and then you have that particular uh, you know that is what that mustard seed oil and then with that they make the dal you go to north india and then the dal has some you know it's mostly butter and little bit of dal there <laughs> and uh, you go to south india and then you have this sambar you go to west india and there's a particular way of making dal you know 
and so how is why is this uh, why is this this whole uh, diversity there the diversity is there because karmani adhikar hate there are different ways of doing this based on on the region based on the whatever is growing in that region whatever that region is famous for based on one's own you know creative one's own maya shakti here i told you yesterday the human being also has shakti albeit it is inhibited because it is you know within a scheme of things so one's own creative potential let's try it this way let's try it that way and so there are many ways of making dal there are many ways of making paneer there are many ways the same recipe will have so many different articulations and you know adding or subtracting a small little ingredient makes all the difference so karmani adhikar hate you are free to do differently you are free to not do at all you are free to do not do do it like others do not do it like uh, you know others so this is where is your realm of agency your realm of agency is in the lies in the freedom to act or not act this is from action both but your that is where your agency is expressed beyond that what happens <laughs> beyond this something else is happening you do not have a say over the results very interesting you are free to act but you don't control the results you cannot control the results i mean this is a very very pragmatic understanding very pragmatic advice given by lord krishna to arjuna when he was having a panic attack how am i going to kill my own people these are my role models these are the shreshthas in my life you know how can i do this you know this is what the, the advice that is given karmani eva adhikarahate you have a say over action not over the results this is not fair <laughs> if i have a say over the actions i should also you know be able to control the results no that's why the neighbor gets the promotion you do the hard work that's why you you know slog over a project for for months in the office and then you know the the credit is taken by this moocher who was just sitting there nicely and then at the last minute came and you know put some uh, you know put a little bit of a dash of seasoning put a little bit of cardamom powder and saffron on top of the project and then it started to smell nice and then <laughs> took it and ran and got the merit meritorious uh, you know promotion raise that was due to you why is it called raise because it raised your temperature that's why <laughs> because somebody else got the raise huh? and uh, it was a hair raising incident and so that's how it is 
you do something somebody else benefits or okay somebody else doesn't benefit but you don't benefit at all and people come to me you know when i go and talk somewhere after that they, they have a question they don't want to ask it in public so they want to talk to me privately and what is it the question is this we lead very dharmic lives we do all the right things we are following everything properly we are prayerful we are you know just regular people trying to make it and have some things you know some goals for ourselves for our children but it looks like we do all the work and do it right but somebody else gets all the benefit and that person you know who is getting all the benefits those people seem to be crooks they don't even know how to spell dharma let alone follow it why is this the case why is it like that you know that's because of the scheme of things that's because of this law karmani eva adhikarahate ma phaleshu kadachana so this is a law and the law is an infallible manifestation of bhagavan because the results of action uh, you know the 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 receipt of the results of action which is in keeping with the amount of effort put is assured but it's not in your hands because there are a number of intervening factors also in the form of laws over which one has no control over which one has no say ah. so that is also in the form of laws no say at all why because there is there are other intervening laws in the form of the law of karma what is this karma <laughs> karma means the the you know the results of action from your own actions from this life or other lives doesn't matter and so you know the belief is that if you have had one human life just one in any cycle of creation there is enough karma you know for uh, for in numerous you know there is enough karma for innumerable lifetimes so much karma is there and that karma has to be parceled proportioned and put away and then given and this giver is the same as the giver of everything the giver of the law of karma is bhagavan you are free to act but within a scheme of things called bhagavan called the law of action and result of action this is a karmic law this is a karmic law and that law alone you know predominates in this whole thing called the articulation of human agency that is why people think it's a setup you know i'm free to act but i don't control the results no you don't simple as that and the result is an infallible manifestation of whatever is due whatever is due only comes 
sometimes the prarabdha is very strong prarabdha means whatever that that particular karma in this particular lifetime is very strong and so there is there is a you know there is a disconnect where wherein the ahankara the ego starts to forget that i am not in the in charge of the results of action action unleashes the results i can control the action i can i can deliberate on the action i can desist from action but each of these moves will have a certain result which i cannot control this is what is called the hidden variable one of the hidden variables because you can account for all the variables that that are there that are known but there is always a hidden variable you know and the hidden variable sometimes you know is is uh, is like a uh, wild card you don't know it is there and you don't know where it is you don't know what it looks like and when we look at the bhagavad gita the you know the the picturesque depiction you find that lord krishna is driving the chariot arjuna is sitting back in the back of the chariot and in the authentic depictions he is having the reins of the five horses and turning back lord krishna is turning back to teach arjuna who is sitting behind it's very telling you know for our discussion here it's very very telling because you know in selecting lord krishna as the charioteer for you know for driving his chariot you know arjuna had with him the hidden variable in the form of bhagavan at all times this is something very beautiful because that is the main thing that duryodhana on the other hand lacked duryodhana had a greater battalion the uh, pandavas arjuna and his brothers they had you know only 11 battalions the other side had 18 you know one third more and the other side had all kinds of stalwarts drona i mean he was the archer he was a you know he he was a strategist a diplomat they had all kinds of people kings big big kings whom duryodhana had bribed and uh, you know gotten to join his nefarious ways they had stealth they had you know a command they they were pushy they got their way all the time they could have they should have easily won the war in fact the pandavas had all kinds of odds against them because all the big wigs were on the other side and here are these people smaller army and uh, the only difference is that one of them had bhagavan on their side and the other one did not this is the difference it's a difference between victory and defeat it's a difference between you know life and death really here and this is what 
you know, is very important because both Duryodhana and, you know, Arjuna go to Lord Krishna to ask him something. Krishna is asleep, so to speak. <laughs> Krishna is taking a nap and then they wait. You, you cannot uh, rouse somebody who is asleep. It's not, a, it's not the done thing. You can't wake them up. So, they wait. With full aplomb and ahankara, Duryodhana waits at the head of Lord Krishna. And very prayerfully, Arjuna goes and sits, knees down by the feet. So if a sleeping person wakes up, you, you see what is in front of you, you don't see what is behind. Oh, Arjuna, you have come. I, I, I am here too, he says. Duryodhana says. And, oh, you are here too, okay. And Lord Krishna knows that they haven't come to have a cup of chai with him. <laughs> Afternoon tea. Lord Krishna doesn't say, okay, let's have samosas. No. Lord Krishna knows that they have come to ask him something. Arjuna's humility is rewarded immediately because he gets the first turn. Duryodhana protests. What is this? I came first. Yes, Duryodhana, you came first. But I saw him first. <laughs> he gets the first chance. And if Duryodhana could have prayed, he would have prayed at this time because Duryodhana came with the agenda of, yeah, this was one more thing on the, uh, on the other side they had. Duryodhana came with the agenda of asking for the Yadava army. The Yadavas are great warriors and they were blessed. Krishna's army was blessed with the boon of indestructibility and an army that cannot be destroyed. This is what the Kauravas had on their side and still they managed to lose the battle, lose the war completely because the hidden variables they could not conquer. They did not have the wherewithal. They didn't understand karmani eva adhikaraha me you know, they didn't understand this maxim. They didn't put it into effect. They thought they were the agents and they controlled the whole situation. And so, they fell on their faces. Back to the story here. Arjuna gets the first chance. Again, you know, a happy uh, karmic you know, gift here. Arjuna being dharmic and, you know, having good actions was due this particular break and he got this break. Duryodhana wanted the army and he wanted Arjuna to not ask for this army. Duryodhana only knew how to pray, P-R-E-Y, upon other people's lives and sentiments all his life. And perhaps this time, he changed the spelling of the word and tried to P-R-A-Y saying, please, whoever you are, if you are in, in charge, please let him not ask for the army. And yes, he got his wish because Arjuna said, when Arjuna spoke, what do you want? Krishna asked. And when Arjuna spoke, Arjuna said, I want you. Don't you see on top of my house? Krishna said, is a Swiss flag, I am neutral, I don't fight, I don't take sides, I will not fight on your behalf. No, 
I don't want you to fight. I want you to be with me. This is a very telling uh, portion of this. And then Duryodhana asked for the army. Both of them go, go away happy because both of them got whatever they wanted. But ultimately, it was not the army that fought the battle. <laughs> ultimately, it was the presence of the hidden variable, the harnessing of the hidden variable in the form of the Lord, in the form of the laws of the Lord, which made the difference to the battle. The winning was because of that. Because, you know, the presence of Lord Krishna ensured that they were ensnared in their own little plots. You know, for example, Duryodhana had gone to, uh, gone to, of all people, he had gone to the brother of Arjuna, Sahadeva, who was a very famous astrologer. Very, very famous. And <laughs> Sahadeva, he, I mean, look at this. I mean, look at the greatness of Sahadeva. Sahadeva was so well known that Duryodhana went to him and said, when should I start the war so that victory will be mine? And Sahadeva looked at his horoscope and said, this is the time to start the, you can start the war at this time. Imagine. I mean, Sahadeva could have easily just muddled up the, the, the times or whatever and given him the wrong time. He doesn't give him the wrong time. He gives him the correct time because Sahadeva, along with all the Pandavas, are very righteous. Even if the enemy comes and says, when should I start the war so that it is conducive for my victory? He just did his job as an impartial astrologer. He said, fight at this time. And so Duryodhana goes and sets the time. This is the time we have to fight. <laughs> and what happens? There is a snag. Something or the other happens. There is a snag. They are unable to assemble their forces. An elephant goes rogue. Something or the other happens. Just to delay the, the starting time by two minutes. That's enough. Two minutes off. <laughs> two minutes off a world of difference. Difference of victory and defeat, winning and losing. That's how Duryodhana lost because he, even though he tried, he couldn't do this. And so why did the elephant go rogue? Why were they late? You know? Why was there a delay? Lord Krishna. That is the, that is the hidden variable. The hidden variable is in the form of my own karma that is inhibiting the fruits of my agency. This is something I have to see. And this is important because this is how I connect to that scheme of things. And so there were numerous other times where the presence of Krishna overtly helped. Helped Arjuna to not lose his head. There was one uh, missile by the name of Nagastra, which was deployed by Karna. And this Nagastra had Arjuna's name on it. In those days, they had those. You know, these smart bombs are nothing. They had missiles just for one person. And that missile was, you know, mantra powered. And if you set the appropriate mantra and kept the powder dry, it, and then when you deployed that missile, it would chase that person you know, against whom it was deployed to the ends of the earth and bring back their head. 
that was the kind of missiles they had in the in the dwapara yuga in 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 lord krishna's time in the time of the mahabharata and so here you know nagastra is deployed and the nagastra wants to and but the nice thing is this that once it strikes it's like a one time missile it doesn't go back and strike again and so the nagastra is coming lord krishna is the charioteer he knows that if it doesn't strike arjuna it will not be you know it will not be happy it will just be a, make a pest of itself and it will not be satisfied without you know taking off arjuna's head so he allows it to come and almost hit arjuna and when it's about to hit he dips the chariot enough so just his crown is knocked off insult is always better than injury <laughs> or death in this case so the presence of lord krishna is is what makes the difference here and this is what is a very important way in which one can you know intervene on one's own behalf in this scheme of things one can intervene and why is this intervention necessary the intervention is necessary because the scheme of things you know is 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 stacked against one's goals desires and aspirations that is why the intervention is necessary because there is insecurity because i don't get what i want other people get what i want because i'm not in a position to to alter my you know to 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 alter my destiny so to speak and and there is there is this relentless push towards you know wanting all these things in order to be okay so it seems it's it's a setup it's a setup until and unless i study this line from the bhagavad gita and make it part of my life karmani eva adhikarahate you have a right over action alone not over <coughs> excuse me not over the results generated by those actions the results are in keeping with the laws of action and the laws of results they can be kept in abeyance they may become they may be instantly given or they may not come until the next life doesn't matter you have a say over action and the next line gives a recipe for not being miserable you know ma karma phala hetuhu bhuhu do not be the agent of the result of action because that is just like you know that's just like uh, uh, running uphill all the time running uphill with a big boulder all the time and what is the goal to put the boulder on top of the hill as soon as you do that it rolls down and then you go up again it's a it's an uphill task it's a useless thing as soon as you say that i am the author of the results of action life is doomed ha therefore it is very important to see that i don't control any of the shots 
this without seeing this there is so there is we cannot go forward we cannot go forward in this discussion at all of this verse and so what happens is that when i recognize that the presence of the hidden variable is there i sense it i sense it in the form of you know even the person who does is not a vaidika who does not who's not exposed to the vedas who's not exposed to anything perhaps the cave man in the past you know pujya swami ji's imagination would come home one day with a big carcass on his shoulder a rhino a hippo something ha ah, yippee feast call all the neighbors <laughs> and another day he goes out hunting and <laughs> what is that a, a small little squirrel that's all he was able to bash on the head and bring home you know so many children waiting spouse waiting and uh, and then if he had a word for karma maybe he didn't know karma if he had a word for bad luck that is what it is bad luck <laughs> hidden variable in the form of either good luck or bad luck good luck nobody notices that's why i'm not you know talking about it bad luck no everybody notices so even if one is a non believer or a non hindu whatever it is still one knows bad luck <laughs> why because that is something bad luck disappointment and not getting the just desserts i am very very familiar with this is everybody is familiar with because it's a it's a universal experience the hidden variable pricks yes it's a thorn on the side and you know this is something one has to learn how to deal with a very pragmatic advice is don't be the author of the results of action and this is a very important step to understanding that one is not an actor at all <laughs> this is a and you know we don't the, the, the scope of these talks is not to go there right now maybe another time we can deal with that but that is the you know that is one's destiny is to see that one is neither the neither the recipient of results nor the actor but forget about that for the time being because that is a little more removed than what we have to discuss on hand here what we are discussing on hand is finding one's place in the scheme of things in the scheme of things which is the, the so called or the as though separation between myself and the whole in this vision of oneness the scheme of things manifest as the laws you know throws a little curve a curved ball so to speak throws a little you know spoof maya jala it's like a magician's you know a magician's mass hypnotism <laughs> the magician hypnotizes the whole audience so that the audience sees things that are not there this is exactly our situation here the embodied chaitanya the embodied consciousness starts to identify with the body with the mind with the senses and then finds itself in a scheme of things that it has not made and it doesn't like chafing to get out how to get out <laughs> have an out of body experience that's all what has to do 
So this scheme of things is, you know, something, it appears insurmountable until the, the code is cracked. And this is the code. And what is the code? The code is, you don't, you're not the author of the results of action. So don't even fool yourself by trying to be the agent or the manufacturer of the results of action for yourself or for your family or for any, any place where you have a certain sphere of influence. You cannot do that. You are not in charge of that. You can only act or not act. That's all you can do. And so, better to hone in on those rules of engagement of how to act, when to act, what to do, what to not do, rather than try to manufacture the results of action. And so, that sort of puts the the human agency or the expression of the free will in a, in a completely different light. And here, you know, instead of trying to produce something, you know, like you cannot make uh, out of, uh, you know, you cannot make something, you cannot squeeze a stone, the Veda says, you cannot squeeze the so stone hard and then get some, uh, what is it called? oil. <laughs> you cannot do that because the stone does not contain oil and even if you are very strong and you have very good uh, finger muscles and you keep squeezing, squeezing, maybe not with one hand, with both hands, I'll squeeze the stone and then one day some drops of oil will come. No, it's not possible because it is not part of the law. You squeeze a seed, sunflower seed and, you know, sesame seed and all these, you know, uh, what is that, groundnut, peanut seed, you can, you can do that. That will give oil, but not the stone. You cannot squeeze a pebble and then expect it to produce oil because it's just not happening. And so, most of the life is lost not understanding the nuances that accompany this law. And so, most of the time and most of the life for most of the people, you know, is lost because one doesn't understand the subtleties of these, these rules of engagement. One doesn't understand one's own agency and its limits thereof. And so one goes about one's life thinking that one can control everything and everybody. And then what happens is another disappointment. <laughs> and the series of disappointments, you know, makes one a disenchanted jiva. And we're not just talking of this life. Last life, previous life, previous life, previous life, previous life. And then one is yearning <laughs> for you know, yearning for something, yearning to, you know, yearning for things to be easier, yearning for guidance, yearning for teaching. And, and the teaching does, we are not talking of Brahma Vidya, teaching in the sense of how do I go about my life, yearning for somebody in, in the world who has got it, who has made it. And such people are given a lot of money to come to universities and give talks and come to corporations and give talks because they, they, they look like they have made it and I want to also do that. And how have they, how have they, in other words, you know, 
become the authors of the result of their action maybe they will teach me how to produce the result of action and this is where you know in addition yesterday we talked of mummy daddy issues in addition to mummy daddy issues this is another big pitfall you don't look for role models to teach you how to be the author of the results of action because that is, they cannot teach you that because they themselves are not that and if they are on, honest about it and if you ask somebody how did you get to the place where you are at they will say a series of happy accidents led me here if they if they have emotional maturity and if they are really truly a leader they will say that but yet one is hungry to harness the results of action globally individually collectively this is where this is what is wrong with a society this is what is wrong with our efforts because our efforts are you know in in a way tainted because we you know we are trying to control the results of actions which is a fact which which we cannot control you cannot because the presence of the hidden variable is there the presence of your own karma which inhibits this you know the results from coming accruing to you at the time when you want it in the manner when you want you want it is just not there not possible so stop squeezing the stone really <laughs> stop it because this is the this is the second reason why this the search for shreshtha in one's life you know is 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 all why there is a there is a romanticism around somebody that can guide me somebody should tell me what to do that that has already gained this mastery what kind of mastery the mastery over authoring the results of action that's only in the hands of bhagavan so then i want bhagavan yes now we are talking come back yes so then i should look towards bhagavan thank you you made my job easier <laughs> that's what you have to do replace this desire to go after shreshthas by making bhagavan the shreshtha yes make bhagavan the shreshtha in your life just like arjuna did at least that will have a some kind of a effect of allowing you know uh, allowing the hidden variable variables to be conducive to you so how do i make bhagavan the shreshtha in my life <laughs> shreshtha means an important person so how do you deal with an important person in your life oh you've come wonderful please have a seat what can i get you here is a fan if it is hot here is a fan <laughs> here is some you know something to eat something cool a little cushion behind your back this is how the important people are treated in one's life correct you show them that they are important by the amount of time you spend with them by showing them how happy you are to have them in your life by giving them gifts by you know listening to them same thing the hindu form of worship is not any different from how an important guest is greeted at home this is what is prayer you have an altar you you surrender to that altar in the form of prayer in the form of you know your own ability to to relate to bhagavan that is what prayer is 
This is what is called prayer. Is your own ability to relate to Bhagavan, your own ability to invoke that altar in the form of Ishta Devata, whatever form that appeals to you. Because everything is Bhagavan, including your, you know, the law of action and results. But unfortunately, you cannot pray to the law of action and results, you know, in an abstract way. So therefore, there is a certain concretization so that there is easy to relate when you think about the hidden variable as an entity. It is easy to relate. That is why we have Chitra Gupta in the form of the one that controls Karma Phala. It is a Devata. It is a Adhishthana Devata, a deity. A deity means Bhagavan from the standpoint of action and the results of action is Chitragupta. A, a mythological figure, a deity that is endowed with the one who gives the fruits of action. So there are communities in India, you know, called Srivastavas, and for them the Ishta Devata is Chitragupta. They all pray to Chitragupta. Very interesting. And uh, so, this is what the whole thing is. You cannot pray to the law of action and result in an abstract way. Oh, karma phala, where are you? You know, that, that doesn't give that atmiyata, that intimacy. So, therefore, you have to concretize it, embody it with, with, with the same kind of name and form that you have. So, you are dealing with another entity. And so that is what it is. Karma Phala, Lord Yama, you know, the minion, the deity of death, of endings, Rudra, you know, Vishnu, the one that is all pervasive, Shakti, Goddess, you know, you, you whose power runs the universe. Goddess worship is very, you know, important all over the world. And uh, has an abiding presence because it's that that feminine power of creativity that is what is you know running this universe and so you can you, this is the, the so the rules of this invocation have to do with an embodiment where i it is a it is a clean transference it's a clean projection where i create an embodiment or choose something that is already there and on top of that i imbue certain characteristics you are the deity of karma phala you are this you are that you are all pervasive i project that but here the projection is 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 not an incorrect projection it's a correct projection because that bhagavan is the you know uh, has all those characteristics already you are all powerful yes check <laughs> you are all you, you are you know you are that which is in the form of everything that is infallible yes check so there's nothing you can project that is not already there so therefore it's a very clean and a conscious projection a deliberate projection which makes it ready for me to see you know uh, me to see that i can relate to this entity and when I relate to Lord Krishna, then it's different than relating to some abstract, Oh, Karma Phala, where are you? Oh, fru fruit of action, come to me. You know, that makes no sense. Lord Krishna, come to me, be with me. Yes, be with me in all my endeavors. Bless me. Wherever you are, I know that whatever is there is going to be successful. 
even if it is supposedly failure from the laukika drishtya from the standpoint of the you know people even though it is failure you know like one person tried to climb uh, that uh, everest and went up to first base the base camp you know base camp means don't think it's just you know so easy to get there this is after several days of trekking in 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 very inclement uh, you know snowstorms and all these kinds of weather and then you get to the base and then everybody gathers there takes a little rest and goes and then one person started to have palpitations and had to and the and the sherpa the person who is in charge of the you know the 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 expedition said you cannot go any further sir you know little age was also little aged maybe you know 60 or something and then you cannot go any further no no but i really it's my dream to climb i really want to do that sorry you cannot go <laughs> and the person you know happened to be a very prayerful person and took this you know he was disappointed but took it and said okay that's all right and then everybody saw it oh poor thing he failed to climb he failed to be part of the expedition he had to be sent back so it is seen from the standpoint of the people as a failure he cannot put on his facebook page i here i am at the at the top of everest no maybe he'll never be able to climb but the hidden variable was with him because he was a prayerful person and he took it to mean that bhagavan has warded off a greater calamity yeah maybe the palpitations would have turned into the, a simple palpitation would have turned into you know a heart attack halfway up and instead of that now i can spend my life you know concentrating on what what i need to do nobody needs to climb everest it's a hobby it's some kind of a hobby so here instead he got his life back to be able to focus on what he really needed to do to set his affairs at rest to enjoy whatever is there of his life you know so it's all the question of of one's own drishti and that is where the emotional maturity is where, and that is the prasada the of the prayerful person for you know there is a difference between a praying person and a prayerful person for the person who prays a person who prays for that person the prayer is an action a deliberate action whereas a prayerful person you know is is uh, uh, for them prayer is an attitude with which all actions happen that's what it is that's why the bhagavad gita says that you know you are not in charge of the results of action so therefore what do you do you learn to accept what comes graciously you can complain you can jump about jump up and down if it helps whine cry start a support group of all people who did not get there you know whatever they thought there was uh, due to them all that is okay it is within the realm of wailing crying weeping laughing in within the gamut of human expression sometimes you need the time to get over the shock to get over pain and sorrow and fear and okay take the time but then you start 
accepting things gracefully this is what is the key here and and the and the ability to accept the things gracefully comes from what comes from the the, the blessing here comes from the blessing of you know being a prayerful person the prayer gives the strength to accept things gracefully what are the choices there no i can rave rant i can become a rebel become a rebel <laughs> then i can terrorize the whole universe go ahead <laughs> terrorize the whole universe what's going to happen you know you are going to be a very sad person that's what it is even the so called you know these terrorists and all these people they they feel they may feel happy i have killed 20 people i have killed 50 people i have killed 100 people you know what a sad claim to fame but then they are not happy they should be happy they should be content but they, they go and kill more people because they are they are very discontented no matter what they get they are not contented because this is not understood this very basic thing of learning to you know learning to accept what comes because what comes is bhagavan it's a prasada of bhagavan and so this prasada buddhi in the form of bhagavan is not understood any inhibition in my action any kind of a block that is there between action and the result of action is also bhagavan not understood actor is bhagavan not understood action is a manifestation of bhagavan not understood therefore the results of action also bhagavan given by bhagavan nay a very manifestation of bhagavan not understood <laughs> not at all understood yeah and this is where the problem comes and this is why one is looking for uh, and when you look for a shreshtha the, the 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 looking for the shreshtha is like is like you know you look for an important person to help fill that gap between action and result of action and maybe listening to them following them will give me more of a mastery over this missing link it will not happen missing link is not missing it is just not in your hands <laughs> you think it is missing but it is not in your hands so the prudence here is is not in trying to manufacture the results of action or have a say you know by fighting with what is the prudence is learning to let go of the notion that one is even an actor because only after action comes the result of action so why should i identify as an actor allow that Uh, identification to drop this is what makes one ashreshtha really this is what makes you know makes that happen this is you know so the prudence lies in the fact of understanding that it is not a missing link between action and result of action between action and result of action is bhagavan action is also because of bhagavan how is one able to act you know this is the, this is how the keno upanishad begins kaneshitam preshitam patati manah how is the thought forming in the mind with whose grace with whose permission impelled by whom do thoughts fall into the mind because you are not in charge of your thoughts what is going to be your next thought tell me i don't know <laughs> that is why this is what the whole thing is who is in charge of the thoughts who is in charge of the you know who is in charge of the actions 
again a prana. Who is in charge of prana? And who is in charge of the hands and the legs? Who is in charge of this? Blessed by which consciousness? Blessed by whom do the actions fall in place? How do I know that this is how I have to act? That itself is a blessing. When you really take this sentence, you know, karmani eva adhikarahate, that also we understand that, you know, that adhikara also is given up, really. Because I find myself in a place to act in a series of happy accidents. How did you become the CEO of this company? Series of happy accidents. How did you find yourself singing so well? Series of happy accidents. And, the, and any singer will tell you this. I was just singing in the bathroom. I was a bathroom singer in the shower. And then somebody discovered me. How come they discovered you and not some other person who was also a bathroom singer who had a better voice? Karma. <laughs> this is what it is, the hidden variable. And so, therefore, not only do, you know, the first line, the, the, the first level of intervention here is helping myself to understand that I'm not in charge of the results of action. And then a little more maturity comes and then you give up action itself. Yes. Nimitta matram bhava savya sachin, Arjuna is addressed in the, in the 11th chapter. You please don't, don't be the author of action either. You just be the nimitta, you just be an instrument. You find yourself in the scheme of things, you have to act. You don't have an instruction booklet. You dedicate the result of action to Bhagavan, alright, but then start dedicating the action itself to Bhagavan. Let Bhagavan bless the action. Because what other choice do you have? So therefore, don't identify as an actor, Arjuna is told. Nimitta matram bhava. You, you just be an instrument of the action. You be a karana. You don't be the actor. Because when you take upon yourself the identity of the agent of action, then, you know, you're making a mistake because you, you, you really don't control the results of action. So what kind of an actor are you? You know, really? A disappointed, disenchanted, angry and rebellious actor. That's what you will be. A guilty actor, a hurt actor. Because you are not able to produce the results of action. So whole life you will be going squeezing the, the pebble to get some oil. And so the wisdom lies in not identifying as the actor either. And that's why in India you praise somebody. Oh, you've, you've, you've done such a marvelous dance performance. God's grace, Guru's grace, mother and father's grace. You put the action. You, you don't take upon yourself the, the, the agency. You put the, divert the agency wherever it belongs. All the graces that have come to make the one, you know, even embodied with this body-mind complex, the, the, the ability to act. Really, one doesn't have that. One is not in charge of anything. One cannot create anything. I said yesterday, except confusion. That still remains true. One cannot create anything at all. One can only be 
the recipient of what is given and what is given is a lot of grace a lot of grace to act a lot of grace to be in the right place at the right time to be in charge of something and therefore the action just comes forth easily spontaneously when one is able to understand this this basic fact i'm neither the actor nor the recipient of action i'm neither the doer nor the done in i'm not the author i'm not the recipient is very very important something which is glossed over because as soon as we say karma yoga oh yeah 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 been there done that been there done that that's why i didn't use the word karma yoga in the beginning i just said i just quoted the uh, the verse from the bhagavad gita which just comes a few you know just just in the previous chapter to the one that we are studying which is very important and so when you know one gets to this place of wisdom that i am not the actor i am not you know the the manufacturing i'm neither the actor nor manufacturing the results of action you know the that is half of the disenchantment and the disappointment the insecurity the fear and all these things that leads one to look for shreshthas already gone what about the other half the other half is going to be discussed in the in the last class in the concluding class we will talk about what else is there that is needed and how instead of looking for shreshthas in one's life how does one you know go about becoming that which one is looking for so how does one become a shreshtha and what all that entails we will discuss in the uh, in the morning class all right okay om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम इफ देयर आर एनी क्वेश्चंस आई विल लुक एट मेंटली आई अप्रिशिएट द नीड टू ड्रॉप डूअरशिप yet maybe it is habitual error but i caught up in feeling the actor uh, uh, although uh, oh through daily activities and to sustain this non doership i find very difficult even though the few times i have succeeded i have felt enormous relief so how does one sustain this keep studying <laughs> that's all it's a habit right you have uh, rightly identified that it's a habit so how does one drop the habit through perseverance through prayer yes perseverance prayer and patience yeah three p's yeah persevere perseverance prayer and patience you just keep keep at it and it wouldn't be fun if uh, there was not a relapse yeah there has to be a relapse and only then you can appreciate uh, the process much more and much better yeah okay i'm glad you asked the question because i'm sure other people are also having the same question and feeling that om oh.